My Story, an Autobiography of a Homosexual Christian by Derek Michael Shaw. Episode 12, Young Love. November 9th, 2008, my younger brother Jonathan sent me an article talking about the increased likelihood of a boy being homosexual if he had older brothers. This comes from the sciencenews.org website, and there will be a link to the original article posted on my blog. Title, Gay Male's Sibling Link, Men's Homosexuality Tied to Having Older Brothers. Birth order may steer some men toward homosexuality in a process that perhaps begins before birth. A new study finds that Homosexuality grows more likely with the greater number of biological older brothers, those sharing both father and mother, that a male has. Men display this tendency toward homosexuality even if they weren't raised with biological older brothers, finds psychologist Anthony F. Bogart of Brock University in St. Catharines, Ontario. No gay connection appears in men raised with half-brothers, step-brothers, or adoptive brothers, all deemed non-biological by Bogart. The mechanism underlying this fraternal birth order effect remains unknown, Bogart says. It's possible that succeeding pregnancies with male fetuses trigger a maternal immune response. A mother's immune system may treat male fetuses as foreign bodies, attacking them with antibodies that alter sex-related brain development, the Canadian psychologist suggests. The article goes on with some other details, and it's written by Bruce Bauer, but you can check out that full article, again, on the link to uh, sciencenews.org that will be on my blog. While this article gave me some comfort about my homosexuality, specifically that it was outside of my control, I still felt that I didn't have the answer about why I was homosexual, because Jonathan, my younger brother, wasn't gay, and I knew plenty of third or fourth born males in their family that were not gay. Eventually, I just stopped asking why and told myself that I didn't need an answer, but the question never disappeared completely. Christmas 2008, Tracy also gave me the best Christmas present of my life and one of the top three gifts in the first 37 years of my life on this earth. It was the best Christmas present for three reasons. First, the way he gave it to me showed his creativity, care, and love. He had written out a card that said I needed to pick between three dresser drawers. The card claimed there was a Wii in one drawer, an Xbox in another, and a PS3 in the third. I could pick one drawer to open. I was shocked and flabbergasted. Tracy didn't have that kind of money. How did he afford even one system? He was a freelance writer who hadn't been to the dentist in several years, and he still didn't have a couch for his living room. What I later found out is that he had only been able to save up enough to afford a PS3, and that was done by trading in video games he had been sent to review, after reviewing them, of course. I knew he was an avid video game collector, and he still was when I left in 2018. I knew he had sacrificed and planned to give me this gift, and it meant the world to me. 
and he knew me well because the PS3 drawer was the only one that contained the actual system. The second reason why it was the best Christmas present was simply the cost. It was $299, and that was more than any other gift I had gotten from anyone besides my parents. For me, it showed how much he valued me. The third reason was that it connected me to him. Tracy also had a PS3, and we would eventually play online together. I could also borrow his games and get up to speed on what he liked, and what I liked, because I do enjoy games. I enjoy them for the stories, the challenge they can present, and the ways they can connect you to other people. Regarding that connection, Jonathan and I grew up playing lots of video games together. I also associated video games with some of the best stories I had experienced in my childhood. Sure, we were watching Indiana Jones movies, but we also were playing those games, and others like Final Fantasy, Zelda, and Mario. To this day, Jonathan and I still play games together. Earlier this year, we explored Terraria together on PS4, and I had a fun time playing with my niece as well. To be able to continue to experience video games and to have my new boyfriend commence and support that activity in my life was amazing. I saw that as a powerful sign of his love for me. I was probably reading too much into the gift because it was just a video game system, but I felt loved, connected, and special. We also spent Christmas at his family's house. While I was a new boyfriend of only two months, I wasn't that nervous to meet them. I had been included in so many families throughout my life, the Marshalls, the Shorns, the Qans, and I liked experiencing families. There were so many relationships to see. I also felt that I could get along with just about anyone. More than anything, I just wanted to become a part of this new family because I loved Tracy. They even had their own idiosyncrasies and issues, but I wanted to be part of it, to be part of a family that accepted everything about me. And they did. I truly felt like part of their family. Not only that, but Tracy's family still went to a Christian church, and they approved of their son having a boyfriend. I viewed all of these things and my own feelings as further confirmation that this relationship was right. However, Tracy's mom was suffering from scleroderma, an autoimmune disease that hardens your internal organs. While there was no known cure for the disease, Madeline, Tracy's mother, had already surpassed doctors' expectations for how long she would live. No one knew how long she had left. She had been given a year or two to live after the initial diagnosis, but she had already lived eight years when I met her. Winter passed quickly, and by April 2009, I looked into buying a house in Portland again. I was ready for the next step of family life. What comes after a partner is a home. I had a boyfriend, so creating a home was next on my life achievements list. Unfortunately, I quickly realized that I wouldn't be able to afford it on my own, at least not in Portland. And Tracy couldn't help me either. He didn't make much money as a writer or editor, and his credit score was really bad. So I put that dream on the back burner and instead focused on my deepening relationship, 
We had celebrated our anniversary every month up to this point. And for our six-month anniversary, Tracy gave me a mix CD called Sexy Sixths. I still remember that he gave me the CD and then said I should listen to the songs and extract my own meaning from them. While I liked the gift and that idea, I always wondered why he didn't tell me the meaning of the songs for him, of why he chose to give them to me. Isn't that the type of stuff you should communicate to your partner? The why? But as I would experience in my relationship with Tracy, and as you will see as I tell more of my story, he didn't always want to share deep emotions or his reasons why. The summer of 2009, I attended a non-denominational church in Troutdale, Oregon, just east of Portland. I knew some other faith chapel kids that had gone there, and my mom had recommended it to me when I moved to Portland. It was okay, but I wasn't out when I was there, and I don't think they would have accepted me as a homosexual Christian. I didn't last very long there, because I had to once again hide a fundamental part of myself. I prioritized my relationship over everything else at that point, still feeling like I had to choose between a relationship or God. I couldn't have both. Tracy and I trained for and completed a marathon together, one of the proudest moments in my relationship. It was the foot traffic flat marathon on Savi Island, July 4th, 2009. We started off the first third of the course together, but Tracy was going at a slower pace, and he urged me to go on without him. His knee had started having some problems, so he wasn't sure if he would finish. While I was worried, I knew he had to do this on his own, so I sped ahead and finished with a time of 4 hours and 9 minutes. When Tracy didn't show up by 4 hours and 45 minutes, though, I started to get worried. I jumped in the car and started driving the first half of the course because I honestly thought he had stopped and was walking back to the finish line. But I didn't find him, so I drove back to the finish line, hoping I hadn't missed him. He finally came in at 5 hours and 10 minutes, limping due to his knee, but I was there to greet him at the finish line. I was so proud of him. He was the strong, determined boy that I loved. He had a loving family, a caring heart, and he didn't give up. We had been together eight months, and I was ready for the next step. I needed to come out to my parents to move on with my life. Next time on My Story, Chapter 13, My Parents Find Out I'm Gay.